So yesterday, building upon Jesus' parable of the sower and the seeds in rocky ground and infertile ground, I shared an image that I'll summarize briefly for anyone that wasn't here yesterday, and then I'll build, on, build upon that a little bit. So security, maturity, purity form a tree. So the, tr- the roots are security, the trunk is maturity, and the fruits are purity. The tree doesn't choose its fruits. It doesn't, it doesn't choose whether it's going to produce good fruits or bad fruits or even fruits at all. It simply does what it's doing because it's mature. It's, mat- it's producing fruits because it's mature, or it's not producing fruits because it's not mature. And it doesn't choose its maturity either. That's based upon its root system. So if the root system is healthy, it can, produ- it can mature healthily, it can develop, and then it can produce good fruits. If it's not, if there are rocks in the ground or something that's preventing the root system from developing, then the tree doesn't mature and it doesn't produce fruits. So for us, the invitation for us is instead of trying to fix our lives at the level of the fruits, which is often what we try to do, that's our inclination, we try to just make ourselves produce better fruit or we try to just force ourselves to stop producing bad fruits. So instead of doing that, we're invited instead to trust in the Lord, to develop our relationship with the Lord, which means we're developing our security in the Lord. And in doing so, we mature. The Lord matures us. He's the one who matures us. And now we can produce good fruits. Okay. What did this look like for Christ? When Jesus was a little baby, and he was coming to know himself for the first time, he was awakening to consciousness, we can say. He was, as a human baby, remember, of course, Jesus is fully God, always was from the beginning of time, the second person of the Trinity. But he was also fully man, which means he was an infant. He learned to crawl and to walk. He cried as a baby. And eventually he started noticing himself. He knew himself as a young, as a young boy. He eventually grew up to know himself as a beloved son of the Father. And okay, the theologians here can debate me and can say, he always knew himself to be a beloved son of the Father, and that's true. But also in some way, and this is a mystery, he was, a, he was few, fully human, so he was discovering himself as he grew. The scriptures record for us, he grew in wisdom and stature. So how did he know himself to be a beloved son of the Father? I'm going to read a paragraph. I'll tell you the title of the book very shortly. But here's the paragraph. When his human consciousness awakens to the mystery of love, which he first encounters in the loving face of Mary, he immediately recognizes as the all-enveloping love of his Heavenly Father. As he awakens to self-consciousness, he knows who he is, the beloved son of such a loving father. Jesus, as a baby, as a toddler, grew and learned himself to be a beloved son of Mary. That was his gateway for knowing himself to be a beloved son of the Father. This book is called Sheltered Within Her Heart. 
and I can't recommend it enough. That was his security as a little boy. He knew his mama to be there with him, to be on the ground with him, to be playing with him, to be laughing with him, to be hurting with him. It was in Mary that he received first his security of being a beloved son of hers, and then through her, his security of being a beloved son of the Father. Just a few months ago, I was at a friend's house, a good friend of mine, and he and his wife are raising two young boys. And he and I were sitting on the couch, and the youngest was just learning to, to walk, and he was in a walker, and he had just learned that day that he could jump in his little walker. His mom got on the ground next to him and positioned herself maybe a foot away from his eyes. And they were just looking at each other, totally captivated by each other, mom and baby. And he would jump, and she would start laughing, and he would start laughing, and they would laugh together. And then he would jump again, and she would laugh, and he would laugh. And I was just sitting on that couch thinking, this boy knows himself through and through to be beloved by his mom. There's no doubt there. And sure, he doesn't have the words to articulate it. He can't understand that yet. But he already knows himself to be a beloved son of his mother. And now he's going to grow up. And through his parents, he's going to grow up to, be, to know himself to be a beloved son of God the Father and a beloved son of Our Lady. Now, we've, we all have mothers, every single one of us. We at least have had mothers. And maybe our mothers were on a spectrum. Maybe some of our mothers were really present and really playful and really secure in her own identity and in her own relationship with the Lord and in her own relationship with Our Lady. And she was able to provide that for us. And maybe some others of us are on the other spectrum that had mothers that were not present, that were dealing with addictions or dealing with sins of different ways and maybe were far or distant from us, either physically, emotionally, or spiritually. So we're all in that spectrum somewhere. None of us had as perfect of a mother as Christ. That's certainly, even the best, best moms, they don't, they're not as good as Christ, as, as Mary. But wherever we find ourselves in that spectrum, Jesus, because he came to save us, that word salvation has the same root as the word healing. Also the word life. The word there in Latin is salus. Salve. Healing salve. Salvation. Healing. Life. Eternal life. We, we pray in that prayer of the rosary. Grant us that by meditating upon these myths of sacred mysteries, O oh God, His only begotten Son, by His life, death, and resurrection, has purchased for us the rewards of eternal, either salvation or life. There are two translations there. If you're praying with a group, sometimes you get tripped up. So salvation, life, healing, these are all the same thing in the order of grace. So Jesus came to save us, which means He came to heal us. The way He does that is by living His life in us. From conception, through childhood, through 
his passion through his death and resurrection. He lives that entire life. He wants to. He's inviting us to allow him to lead, live his life in us. Which means that as a little toddler in us, he wants to receive Mary as his mother. So the invitation for us is to receive ourselves, Mary, as our mothers. And isn't that what he said on the cross to his beloved disciple? Take her into your home. Take her into your stuff, is the word there. Not just our house, but our whole stuff. Take her into your lives, into your heart, into every part of us. As we do this, she gives Christ in us that security for him to grow and for him to know himself as a beloved son of hers and therefore a beloved son of the Father. So we ourselves then grow into that relationship with the Lord. I'm just going to close by praying a prayer that the brothers of Urban Spay, the monastery at Our Lady of Ephesus, they pray every single morning to end their holy hour, their hour of adoration in the morning. They spend a whole hour in silence before the Blessed Sacrament, and before they repose the Blessed Sacrament, they pray this prayer. As I do, I invite you to feel free to close your eyes and listen, or to look at Our Lady here, to look at Our Lady here or here. There's that beautiful image painted by Cinder Duff in the back. Or you may have your own favorite image of Our Lady. So just bring her to your mind and to your heart. And pray in your own heart this prayer to her. O oh, beloved Mother, you who know so well the ways of holiness and love, teach us to raise our minds and hearts often to the Trinity and to fix thereon our respectful and loving attention. Since you journey with us on the path of eternal life, do not be a stranger to the frail pilgrims your charity is willing to shelter. Turn your merciful gaze toward us, draw us into your brilliance, shower us with your kindness, lead us into delight and into love. Lead us, lead us ever further and higher into the splendors of heaven. May nothing ever trouble our peace, nor make us leave the thought of God. But let each minute take us further into the depths of the August mystery, until the day when our souls, fully blossomed by the, by the light of divine union, will see all things in eternal love and unity. Amen.